Guitarist Today podcast with Adam Roach. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 125 with my very special guest today, the one and only Michael Schenker. So in today's podcast, we talk all about his new album called Immortal, which will be out on January 29th, 2021. And also a very happy new year to everybody out there. Hopefully this year is a bit better than last. So thank you to my sponsors, Ernie Ball Music, Shred Guitar Works, Musician, and Custom Guitar Picks. So if you would like to know more about the sponsors, just check out the show notes where you can see the links to their websites. Now, before we go to the interview with Michael, let's have a quick listen to one of the singles that's out now called Drilled to Kill. Michael. Yeah. Hey, it's uh, Adam hey. Roach here. Hi, how are you? I'm very good. How are you? Well, considering the circumstances with the virus, okay. Well, thank you for doing this for us. I really appreciate your time and letting us hear the new album, which is really good. Thank you. It's amazing. So the new album, uh, Immortal. So it's out January 29th. Is that right? Yeah, that's going to be the release date. Yeah, so you've got the, uh, the two singles out now, isn't it? Drill to Kill and After the Rain. Correct. Yeah, and when when does the third one come out? Actually, it's in the making right now. I approved it, and uh, I don't know when. I haven't received um, the uh, release date yet, okay. but it should be very soon. Oh, very good. Now, you've also got some amazing artists on this album, you know, featuring Jalen Turner, uh, Ronnie Romero, Ralph, which um, the guys from Promo Fear, they've also been on the, the podcast last year. To, to talk about their album, Metal Commando. Another guy from the podcast, Barry Sparks on bass, and Derek Srinan on keys, and yeah, the list goes on and on. So you've worked with Barry before, haven't you? Barry Sparks? Yeah, Barry Sparks. He actually, yeah, he used to be a long time ago uh, in, in MSG, Mike Roshenko Group. Yep. But, uh, um, you know, and then there was a, a long period, many years passed, and, and uh, Barry kept, emailing me, Michael, I want to be your bass player. Mm. Uh, I said, you got it. And so he, he got in. Yeah, amazing bass player. Absolutely. So with things like that, with the album, did you have some of the parts written out for bass or you just said to Barry, just go for it, do what you do? Oh, well, the, 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 the usual process is I put down my musical compositions and uh, make it as clear as possible for the other musicians to understand where the journey goes, you know, that the fast song, slow song, etc., etc. Yep. So I kind of pretty much prepare, and then it's up to their personalities um, to do what what you know they they want to be on it. Mm. Okay. So when when you put your parts down, is it just just yourself, or is it with like a click track or drum track or anything? Yeah. No. I, I yeah. I usually just go in when I'm ready with my uh, um, composition, and uh, I put down my guitars first uh, uh, to a click track, then uh, we add uh, electronic drums to it, you know, to give the drummer a good idea, yep. uh, and everybody else, 
and uh, we put some uh, electronic bass on too. Okay. You know, so 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 that the the musicians get a feel, like the singers, roughly what it is before we actually even. I mean, it's presented in such way to the singer in the first place mm. um, because it, it's just the guidance, you know. But 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 my um, music, musical compositions are being put down when people understand roughly what the feel should be. Talking about the track, so if we go to the first track, Drill to Kill, with Derek's written on keyboards. Now, I love your, your dueling solos on that. It's really cool. Yeah, I'm absolutely shocked, you know, because I've never done anything like that. And and, and uh, it was really weird how it came together. Uh, I, I really have a long story, but I'd rather stick with your question. Okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know... <laughs> Sharon actually came out of nowhere, you know, as a fan, uh, making a, uh, wanting to make a contribution to the 50th anniversary of Mike Roshenka. Yep. And, you know, when I heard that, that he actually made himself available, I said to Michael Fox, what are we going to do with the, as far as I know, um, Derek is a heavy duty keyboard player, like a top 10 keyboard player. And, and, uh, you know, we already have Steve Mann and, and, you know, to do some coloring, I wanted to put all my guitars down myself just to keep it more guitar-oriented and mm. more Michael Schenker. And, and I said to Michael Fox, my co-producer, what are we going to do with a guy like, like Derek, you know? Yeah. And he said, well, maybe you can maybe you can do a, a, a jam, you know, like a, a keyboard guitar jam. And I, I said, like, oh, what? I mean, I've never done anything like that before. He said, like, well, maybe it's, it's good for the first time. It's the 50th anniversary. It's something new. Yeah. I think uh, people will be excited about it, you know, because you, ne- because you never did it. And, and actually, when I heard the result, I was shocked, you know. I, I was really happy. Yeah. When you listen to it, it's like you, you guys are having, like, a, you know, a musical conversation through the guitars and keyboards. It's... Yeah, the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and how how he does it is unbelievable. I mean, I've heard a lot of his stuff, and yeah, it's sometimes it's hard to tell—is that guitar, is that keyboard? Yeah, it's a, he's just an incredible player. Yeah, actually, he does like confuse people a bit. You know, people might not know um, who is playing what because he does do. He seems to have the ability to sound like a guitarist. You yeah. know. And so, uh, so, so I'm not sure how people um, and what kind of people will pick up on knowing. Obviously, guitar uh, experts yep. will know the difference. And but you know, the, the the general consumer might might not really understand. I mean, I'm talking about general consumer who may hear me for the first time and and don't really know my guitar playing. So they, they obviously, I can imagine, they, they, they don't know who is doing what. Yeah. And uh, uh, who knows, maybe at some point in the future, I think I have already explained it a couple of times, but, you know, it, it is just uh, uh, one of those things where 
you, you have to be an expert, a musical expert to understand who's doing what. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it was the same thing with the Sons of Apollo album. I know, have you heard that album with Derek? I, I, I haven't listened to music for 50 years. I don't know what's out there. Okay, yeah. So when, when Derek came in, I had no clue. Yeah. You know what he what he does. Yep. You know, but I was I was shocked when I heard what he did. And now going to the second single, yeah, after the rain. So you got yeah Michael Voss on vocals on this one. Yeah, and it was like I came back from the hotel in the morning. And Michael Foss, who who's the co-producer, and and he always writes uh, beat plans for vocalists, you know, like lyrics and, and, and melodies, just in case, you know, a singer needs some help, uh, gets you know, kind of lost uh, or, or or whatever. Mm. And uh, so I came back from the hotel, and he uh, he said to me, Michael, l- listen to this is what I did to your power ballad. By the way, I've never done a power ballad, you know. This is another extra. You know, for a 50th anniversary, something fresh that, that as far as I remember, I've never done a heavy power ballad like that. Yeah. And, uh, so Michael, Michael played to me what, what he, uh, did to it, uh, with, with his vocals. And I said, Michael, this is so amazing. Only you can sing this song. And he, he was so heartfelt and it was so great. I mean, the way he was singing it was, was fantastic. And I said, I cannot imagine anybody else singing this song, so I give it to you. It definitely suits it. It's, his voice in that song sounds amazing. Yeah, I mean, I was shocked to actually to, to hear Michael, you know, sing so, so amazingly, you know, to that song. And mm. it seems very suitable for him, too. I found that by listening to the album. I mean, I know you've got all the different vocalists on there, but the the songs they do sing, it really does suit their voice. So, did you pick that out before you did the album? Like, you know, to say, okay, you're singing this song, you're, you're singing this song, and so on. You know, I didn't even know that those guys how the album ended up. I didn't even know that that, that I'm going to have those musicians because in the beginning, you know, in 2019, I decided to to make an album uh, you know i realized that it was the, the 50th anniversary of you know when i put my first note on the on the, on the record mm. and, and i was 15 years old and so i wanted to do the 50th anniversary with musicians camp and friends but it was dragging on and on and on but uh, at some point i felt like i lost you know, it, it was it's so, so difficult to get musicians together from around the world, you know, to 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 organize this. And uh, and and at some point, I realized, you know, I the album uh, would not be able to be released in 2020. You know, and my agent said, "Yeah, but Michael, um, the the Scorpions' Lonesome Crow album came out in uh, was released in '72." And so I said, "Ah." In that case, I've got two years <laughs> to get ready, and so so I had hope again, yeah. and and yeah. I wanted to put a comp- compact band together. So I gave ten songs to Ronnie, 
and uh, you know to to can you know to Barry Sparks and and Steve Mann and every you know body. I wanted to have a compact band to make make it simple, you know, and to uh, uh, celebrate the 50th anniversary with a with a with a crowd, Michael Shanker yeah. Um After I left the the cruise, the 70,000 tons of metal in early 2020. You know, uh, I left the cruise and I stayed four days in Miami in a hotel and I started writing and I carried on when I came to the UK. And then all of a sudden there was this virus news and I went like, wow, now what? (laughs) (laughs) Everything seems to be, I I seem to be blocked on every level. Mm. But you know, the strange thing is that the virus actually... Because of the virus, everything ended up how the album ended up, yeah. um, which in the end ended up exactly how I wanted, but it got even better. And I did not have to do anything because the phone calls were coming in, yeah. um, you know, uh, as, as fans, you know, Brian Titchy and, and so on. I, I, I was amazed mm. that what I couldn't do all of a sudden automatically happening. Yeah. And so, because Ronnie Romero, he, I think he lives in Bulgaria, and when it was his time to sing, because he was supposed to sing all 10 songs, actually 11, there's a bonus track for a single for later, yeah. a B-side or something, and uh, introduction for the for the next tour, and, uh, and which is going to be done with Ronnie. And, and so Ronnie said, I'm sorry, sorry, I can't. I, I, I can't go on 40 days quarantine. I have commitments and stuff like that. We said, like, don't worry about it. We, we think of a solution. We call you back later. Mm. And then my uh, Amy, Amy, my partner, she's a bass player and she's a uh, music consumer and uh, has a very good taste. And I haven't been listening to, to music for years, so for 50 years. And so I don't really know what's out there. So I asked her. Uh, do you have a solution like, you know, money is not available? She said, Ralph, Ralph Shippers, you know. And I said, okay, I trust you. I said, I said to Michael Force, hey, what about Ralph? He said, absolutely. Yeah. And the next day, they were recording. Wow. I couldn't believe it, you know. And, and, and the next thing was like a phone call was coming from Brian Titchy offering as a fan, you know, I heard about the 50th anniversary. I offered drum trucks. Mm. And I went, what? <laughs> I mean, it was unbelievable. And then he called back Michael Foss again and said, you know, that Derek, a buddy of his, uh, Derek Sheranian, is a is a, a, a keyboard player who's also a fan who wants to make a contribution to Michael's 50th anniversary. So that became, yeah. in the end, true to kill. And I was absolutely shocked when I heard Ralph's voice when I heard um, what uh, Brian Titchy and Derek did. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Ralph's voice, just what he did on Drilled to Kill, and um, was it Devil's Daughter he also sang on as well? And that was a funny thing. I got, I even got the second song out of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, another great song. And actually, talking about the quarantines, I heard that every time you travelled from like England to Holland, you had to go in quarantine for for the two weeks each time. Is that right? Yeah, I, I had to make a trip four times. I couldn't use my usual route yeah. because you know all the borders were blocked, and so I had to go. I always go by car, and and I had to. 
uh, find a new uh, route. Um, it was Harrods to a hook of Holland, and then because Holland didn't um, uh, cause any problems, so I was uh, free to travel through. There was no uh, problem, and then made it eventually to the to the recording studio. But I had to make that journey four times because we did uh, singles and you know photo sessions and all sorts of other things um, other than just the recording. And so one time I was lucky, but the other three times I had to go on quarantine, 14 days each time. And it was a total of 42 days. Oh, and wow. uh, if I wouldn't have done, if I wouldn't have done that, the album would have never happened. So, yeah. you know, it being the Michael Schenker group and the 50th anniversary and Michael Schenker's anniversary, uh, and the Michael Schenker's anniversary performed by the current Michael Schenker group, mm. which Everything I've done in the past is it's always Michael Schenker, always starts with Michael Schenker group, even Temple of Rock or Michael Schenker Fest. It's it's all Michael Schenker group, you yeah. know. It's just subtitled that cut it wise and lets people understand what actually happened in by knowing the subtitles. Uh, you know, for instance, uh, Michael Schenker Temple of Rock is with Herman and Francis from the Scorpions and Doogie White from Rainbow singing, and uh, Michael Schenker Fest is the four original singers from the 80s uh, singing to my original compositions and so on. And and so if you go back in time, you know, the first Michael Schenker group was with Simon Phillips and Mo Foster, um, rhythm section of Jeff Beck, and then MSG, which was like in 81, um, it was with Cozy Powell, uh, Chris Glenn, and, and, and Paul Raymond from the UFO, et cetera, et cetera. And so, and I even Nikoli Schenker Group was also uh, Michael Schenker Group, but I gave Robin the M. Mm. Um, you know, I didn't care if he had the first M or not. I just wanted to keep the MSG logo. And so, you know, and so you get the subtitles like uh, Michael Schenker Group, MSG, Nikoli uh, Schenker Group, uh, Michael Schenker's Temple of Rock. And then in, in my middle years, I experimented. And, uh, and and it was all done under Michael Schenker. Mm. And so uh, it helps me too, you know, to understand what happened then. Now, actually, going over to the song Say All the Darkness, so who does the vocals on that one? Well, that, that, that is uh, eventually Ronnie was available. You know, he wasn't available. He actually lost uh, uh, six songs, you know, mm. which were like like two was already given to Ralph. Then there was a two given to uh, uh, Michael Fox. And then we had, a you know, another phone call to Ronnie and he was still not available. Can't go on 40 days one time. And so on, <laughs> don't worry, we think of something. And then I said to Michael Fox, hey, well, what, what what, what are we going to do now? And and he said, like, well, what about Jolin Turner? I said, Jolin Turner is one of my favorites. Yeah. Do you have a connection to him? And he said, absolutely. The next day, they were recording. And the funny thing is, we got another song out of them. So there were six songs. Yeah. So six less for Ronnie, to, for Ronnie to sing. And so eventually, he was ready and available. And, uh, and he did a fantastic job. I mean... Uh, Save the darkness. Yeah. I mean, it, it's fantastic, you know. And uh, you know, and, and then everything else he did. But there is also a bonus song that uh, nobody has heard yet and won't hear it until we 
later, you know, down after we have done all the singles, we have a total of four singles coming out. And also, so two are already out. The third one is in the making. And then there's going to be a fourth one. And then we're going to have uh, that uh, bonus track mm. is going to be more like used for an introduction to to introduce and announce uh, the, the, the upcoming tour in October 21. Because, yeah, two of my, I'd say, I mean, they're all great songs, but two of my favourite songs after listening to it would have to be uh, Night of the Dead, which Ronnie sings on, and also Let's Say All the Darkness, which you said he sings on as well. So both great songs. Yeah, and, and so you, they are both sung by, by Ronnie. Yeah, because especially on Sail the Darkness, I, I, know, I hear sort of like a, a Ronnie James Dio type vibe, you know, in his voice. Yeah, you know, you know. I mean, um, Ronnie Romero, he was singing for Richie Blackmore, and Richie Blackmore had to find a singer who was able to sing all of, all of his hits, you know, including um, um, uh, Ronnie James Dio, uh, Graham Bonnet, and Jolly Turner, and 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 all all, all of the the hits that he had. Yep. And and so I understood that he actually picked Ronnie Romero, you know, because. He is capable of singing like anybody. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Now they're both great songs. Um, now, just quickly, I know we're running out of time, but just want to talk about the last song, In Search of the Peace of Mayan, which is your your first riff that you wrote, or first song? My first musical composition, I was all by myself in my mother's kitchen, there was nobody there. Yeah. <laughs> and then Michael Foss was sending me the original credits for Lonesome Crow, Scorpions, and it says Michael Schenker lyrics, Rudolf Schenker lyrics. Rudolf and I, we had zero knowledge of, of English. How could we have written a lyric? <laughs> so it was complete misinformation. Should have said Michael Schenker music and, and, and whoever did the lyrics, the lyrics. And so uh, In Search of the Peace of Mind became a very important song to finish the album with uh, because it was my very first Note, yeah, my very first time I recall, I was 15 years old. And so there was a lead break in there. It was so perfect. I would never change a note, like Stairway to Heaven or, or um, uh, I mean, for a 15 year old, you know, but he can hear on some Crow, um, Scorpion's album, that, that I am an amateur, I'm bellow playing you know, throughout my UFO years, etc. But this solo, <laughs> I don't know where it came from. I, I, I don't even, think it came from me yeah. <laughs> it's really weird and so so i i you know and then the title uh in search of the peace of mind is, has been the theme of my life you know like looking for contentment freedom and peace and and so on and so so it it, it, it really became very important so i wanted to make it an epic so i added a lot of guitar, a dramatic guitar on the end with howler and wawa and uh, bending notes and yeah. you know lots of emotions and uh, and and when I listen back to it, it sounds like an inner conversation. You know, like we yeah. all have inner conversations. You know, making choices: shall I go this way, that way? Shall I do this or that? And so basically, what it sounds like, which again, I don't know how that got together, but. It sounds like it describes my 50 years journey on lead guitar. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I mean, it's unbelievable because 
it's something that it just happens because everything in my life happens from circumstances. You know, I, I, I mean, like how I ended up with the flying V or any, any of the, the, the position, how I play was based on the, on, you know, the shape of the flying V because I uh, figured out when, when I eventually, when actually the flying V, I never picked the flying V. It came to me oh, yeah. uh, by circumstances. And, and so, so it's everything else. And so is this album. It's all based on circumstances. But you must, I must tell you one thing, that this album, to me, it's like with all the circumstances and, and changes of plans, et cetera, et cetera, it feels like a gift, you know, from, mm. from, from heaven, you know. It, it, it feels like something bigger than me was helping. <laughs> yeah, it's right. And it's just perfect. I mean, the way you got the, the opener, you know, from George Cool to the the closer like we're just talking about now with the you know the 50 years and that writing that when you're 15 it's just it's perfect it's a perfect fit for these days 2021 or 2020 whatever but yeah it, the album is just fantastic and i yeah but i, I it's, yeah it's, it's you know like for me important is the, the actually the celebration the 50th anniversary starts with when one records the first record. Yeah, that's right. And that was in nine, 1970. And who cares when it's released? Could be released 10 years later, but that has nothing to do with reality. Reality is, when was Michael in the studio? How old was he? Yep. And, and and when was it recorded? And it was recorded in, in 1970. And But it was released, by the time it was released, I was already with UFO in 72. So that's why I said, yep. you know, I actually have a period of two years because I can include now the first note I put down uh, when we all, the Scorpions, went into the recording studio and then and then including the release uh, date, uh, 72. So, so you have actually even, maybe even three years. I, I can actually tour this uh, album Immortal you know, for quite a while. And so the other thing is that because of all the restrictions and, and we had to cancel, postpone everything, you know, yep. it was a, such a disaster that even Revelation kind of got lost a little bit because, you know, it, it, and people always ask me, how do you put a set together with so many classics? Uh, I never had a problem, but now, you know, not having promoted touring-wise uh, mm -hmm. Revelation, it, it, it now becomes uh, a, a little bit of a, of a problem, but uh, I'm very good in putting balanced sets together. So, you know, whatever people don't hear this time on the, on the tour, they will hear it next time. And so I always have a, a solution how, how to make a, a set and an album a well-balanced thing. Now, uh, a friend of mine, Phil Bell, here in Australia, he's been one of your fans since uh, 1975, apparently. And he just wanted me to ask you why you haven't been to Australia yet. Yeah, I mean, I've never been to Australia. That's the funniest thing. And I'll tell you one thing. I'm doing so many, so many interviews with Australia right now. Mm. I can't believe it. You know, so it, it looks like that, that everything I, have, I haven't done before. Yeah. Uh, it, it's all, you know, coming up, and and yeah. so I think with the 50th anniversary, I think 
I would like place this I've never I've never gone to. Yeah. You know, because it's like the the interviews I'm doing, I mean with South America and with with all the these strange places that I've never been to, it, it's it's unbelievable. It's it's just like uh, it it's supposed to reach wherever it can reach. Yep. Oh, you got a lot of fans down here, so you'll do really well down here. I mean, that's great to hear. I tell you, I'm looking so much forward going to Australia. But, you know, after 50 years not having been yeah. to Australia, it's it's pretty amazing. Oh, know? it is. Yeah. No, it's great. Well, thanks very much, Michael. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for the interview and keep on rocking. Yeah, no worries. And hopefully see you real soon in Australia. All right. Take care. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.